Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Hello everyone, welcome back to Wanna I'm Isa. I'm Abby. I forgot who I was for a second. You usually do that. <sighs> I'm just sitting here sipping on my um, little last remnants of my coffee to which I add vanilla collagen from Ancient Nutrition and also the Silver Fern Tino fiber mm-hmm. and it's so fucking delicious. Oh, that's nice. I had pea milk today for the first time. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It tastes like almond milk. That's it. Just tastes like almonds. Um, the Tino is like a little sweet. Mm-hmm. So like I just don't, I don't put anything else in it except for the Tino and the collagen. And it's just like, it's really changed my coffee. Just does game. it for you, huh? Yeah. Like I don't need milk or anything like that. It's so good. But I think as a result of said collagen, I have super long creepy nails right now. <laughs> and I don't think they're creepy. They're so gross. Like they're so grossly I long. My nails. I bite my nails. Tomorrow we're running our second Spartan race. Ugh. Don't. Oh, it's going to be 78 and gorgeous. You're excited and I'm just stressed because I'm worried about the wall. Oh my God. The wall is so stupid. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. Like seriously. The wall and the shrimp hurdle. I'm like really concerned <laughs> about. You should not be concerned. You did it once. You can do it again. I have to go after this episode, I'm going to go to acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And then after acupuncture, I'm going to go get my nails cut. Like I can't even be bothered to cut them myself. Yeah, you'll, something will break. I will tomorrow. fuck them up. Well, yeah, I can't go like this because they'll like bend backwards and shit. But like, I also can't be bothered to cut them and shape them all myself. So I'm yeah, just going to go that. get, I'm not even going to get a manicure. I'm just going to get them cut and shaped. Yeah, do that. That's like the like highest level of lazy a human can be. Uh, Sorry, I'm running a race tomorrow. I need to go get my nails cut. Your claws cut. My super long creepy nails. Well, this is out of control. I have like a fucking Coke nail. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like that's fitting after our addiction episode record. Yeah, we just recorded the addiction episode. So you'll listen to that. At some point. Before this. But what's our vibe today? Our vibe today is flag day. So Isa came to me with this idea like many moons ago. And she was, she, so what we do is, we told you this before, but we like have shared Google Docs Mm -hmm. and typically the roles that fall into our plates are like Issa will come up with the ideas for our like quote unquote solo episodes, mm-hmm. our guest list episodes. And I'm usually the one that's like harassing people on the interwebs to be on our podcast. Yeah, but it's been turning out pretty well. Right. So she opens this doc. Every time she gets an idea, she like will open a new doc and, and just I name, name it. it. And that's it. She'll just let it sit there. So sometimes I'm like, dude, what the fuck does flag day mean? She just like opens a doc, flag day. And I feel day. like you should just fucking understand me at this point. I'm like, what is flag day? I'm picturing capture the flag, which is fun. No, field day what? for me in middle school was not athletic? fun. Do I look athletic? Yeah. No, athletic like lone wolf, I'm going to go lift some weights. Not like I'm going to fucking murder you on the soccer field. I am not a team sports type of chick. Oh, I am. No. Give we me a all, team all, any we day. We know you are. We know. <laughs> but when I heard, when I saw Flag Day, all the memories started flooding back. And I was <laughs> just like, like, PTSD. No. no. <laughs> so what our interpretation of Flag Day is, or this crazy, this loca chicas. Oh. You like that? Yeah. I'm using Duolingo to learn Espanol. I'm very proud of you. 
for the third time in my life. Right. I did Spanish Don't in middle school, Spanish in high school. I also did Spanish when I was pregnant. Oh, I took a wow. Spanish class when I was pregnant because I really wanted Dylan to speak Spanish, but I can't commit. So now I'm doing it again. I practice for like 10, 15 minutes every night. Jesse hates me because nice. it's like a game and every time you get it right, it goes ping. And Jesse's like, please put your fucking headphones on, but I won't do it. Oh, you're like, everyone's learning up in this bitch. And last night, Dylan's like, El Aeropuerto, Aeropuerto. Um, <laughs> so anyway, flag day, flag day. Flag day to us means the flags that you see in a relationship or in a situation. Right. Um, a lot of people talk about red flags, red flag, red flag, red flag. No one ever talks about green flags. Yeah. We're here to talk about all the flags. That's it. The rainbow flags for pride. Amen to that. The red flags for assholes. Yeah. Don't and go the there. Green flags for the lovers. And the rainbow flags for lovers. Yeah. All of the flags. But we're really not talking about the rainbow flags, though we do support. We aren't. We're just, we're going to simplify this shit and, and just do red and green. So like, go, stop and go. And essentially it's like really just trusting your gut instinct and like how you feel with things and how you see things. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people don't really acknowledge their gut instincts when things are happening. Like red flags... Everyone will just push to the fucking side. Always. And be like, I don't care if he mistreats me. I I wonder if it's like, uh, I don't know how to say this. Like for me, it's something that's becoming a practice with age. Yeah, me too. Like I feel like I turned like 30 and I just stopped really caring. But then I also know 30 year olds that are still participating in the behavior yes. and it's hard for me to watch. It's I can't. I fucking can't. I need to disassociate I know you're better you. at removing yourself from that. I but just, when I see like my girlfriends in stressful situations with guys, A, I thank my lucky stars that I'm totally. a sweet angel. And then B, I'm, I, I try to express to them in a way that's more understanding because I know that I've been there before. Mm -hmm. And that I was somebody that was like, you know, being dramatic and all this shit and probably like just chewing my friend's ears off and mm -hmm. then asking for their advice and not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I just try and be understanding, but then also make a point to say, you know, that the way you're feeling like, for example, um, recently one of my friends said to me, I'm going to meet this guy. He wants me to meet him at his house. And I said, if you met him online, that's a hard no. Right. Especially for the first time. And so don't get murdered. Exactly. And so I said, okay, well, and she said to me that she felt uncomfortable. So I said, just want you to recognize that your discomfort is coming from your intuition. Right. Like mm -hmm. that you're not feeling right about a situation. You're allowed to feel that way. Yeah. And you legitimately do not owe this man anything. Nothing, You've never yeah. seen him in person. Don't get attached to a text message. So she decided that they were going to meet at the bar. And when she brought up meeting him at the bar, he pushed back. Flag. Red fucking flag. Run the other way, girl. That's a red flag on fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, but she, she pushed through. And then she tells me after the fact that she ended up going to his house. And, um, you know, I guess afterwards, like whatever happened. And then afterwards, they, he hasn't been talking to her. And she's angry about it. And you don't want to say stuff like, well, I told you not to go that way. I do. I want to say that all day long. I know. But like, but I just said, it was like, well, you need to recognize the behavior before it even happens. Like there should have been no pushback to somebody you've never fucking met mm -hmm. before. Totally. So that's an example as to like trusting your gut instinct and like going with, and not necessarily just in relationships with work. Yeah. With friendships. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like things that don't seem to suit you, like you'll know the difference between feeling anxious and nervous in a bad way Mm -hmm. and in a good way. Like, oh, like this means danger. Mm -hmm. This is dangerous and I am concerned. Don't go that way. I think there are different uh, severities of red flags, like danger, obviously, being like if your life is in danger, then clearly that's, you know, a serious like level of flag. But also just like if this situation just like doesn't vibe with how you're feeling like that's still a red flag. Yeah. It doesn't have to be life threatening. It could just be like, I don't want to do this. Right. You know, like when people are like, let's go to brunch on Sunday. And it's like, Sunday's my only fucking day off. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go. Yeah. And I'm guilty of this because I do this all the time because I never get to see my friends. Um, So I'll like push through and like not really want to go. And once I'm there, I'm fine. But then also it's like, girl, rest. Because then you're going to bitch about fucking resting all week. Yeah. Anyway. I think that uh, there are a multitude of different reasons why people ignore red flags. But I think ultimately they're like all variations of like the same type of thing. It's like one, if you um, accept a red flag and you decide to divert your behavior because of the red flag, that could also be uncomfortable. The difference is it's a temporary uncomfortable, like Mm -hmm. a, like a confrontational conversation or, you know, whatever, like, but being honest in your truth. And ultimately, you know, people don't like change. People don't like being uncomfortable. Um, they're afraid of confrontation. All of those kind of like in my mind, like live in the same little town, you know? Yeah. Where <laughs> just a few blocks away. They're all neighbors. <laughs> um, they have block parties and stuff, but it's, you know, it's a short term type of feeling to have to go through for like long term benefit. Right. So, um, we've talked about this a hundred thousand times, but if something, like if if something makes you feel like a little nervous, like you have right. to like lean into that and dig a little deeper as opposed to running away. Right. Once you shut down that nervousness, you stop growing as a person. Yeah. And I see so many people in relationships that are like clearly not helping either party of the relationship, but to leave said relationship would create a temporary discomfort zone, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are kids involved or like the living situation or money or whatever it is. Inevitably, everyone knows that if you're going to remove yourself from a bad situation, you'll figure out a way to get back on your feet. Mm -hmm. But that temporary moment of discomfort is enough to make people just settle. I know. It's insane. And we've all done it. We've all done it. But I also feel like you get to a point where you're going to end up outgrowing your friends who can't stop doing it. I know. Because they're so afraid of change. I feel like I'm there now. Same. And it's hard. And I try to, I don't know, I guess I try to follow my intuition with things more now. But then when I see my friends behaving in a way that I used, again, if you spot it, you got it. Like, so if I see my friends behaving in a way that I did, which I knew led me to destructive behavior or just like bad paths or whatever. And I tell you, because I like to think that I'm very straightforward, Um, especially if I know you well. Like if I don't fucking know you, then I don't care. But if I know you, I'm going to say, that's a bad idea. 
I don't suggest that you do that, but I'm going to let you know. I'm going to tell you right now that's a bad idea and you do with that what you will. Do you find like, I find like people come to me when they're in a moment of duress you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they're like vomiting all of this like horrible stuff at me. And, and they fucking unpack on you. Yeah. They're unpacking on me. And so what I do when someone's unpacking on me is I try to like talk them down a level to like from crazy to just like slightly anxious so that mm-hmm. they can like look at this objectively because how do you want me to react to this? I'm either going to be like, stay with him and like placate you or say, fuck him, but you're going to stay with him. And then I'm the asshole. Yeah. And then she's, they're going to say, Abby said to me that I should have left you. And you're like, what? Yeah. Well, yes, I did say that. (laughs) Right. But like, it's, it's, you know, you know that there's red flags in your relationship. Yeah. Like if you, if there's any stress or tense moments or abuse, yeah, that's like a real big red flag. But it's also like it's one of those decisions that you can't make in the heat of the moment. You had a fight, so you're going to leave. No. You had a fight. Right, Calm the fuck down. Think about this objectively and decide what your next move is going to be. Yeah. I guess was my kind of point with the unpacking thing. Right. So we all know the red flags, but I'm going to skip ahead. I know you're freaking out. No, I'm not freaking out. I want to talk about this. So no, I want to go back, oh. but I want to, I want to just quickly recap like what we're considering a red flag. Okay. Before we go into the continue deets. So let's start off with literally anything that makes you feel like shit is a fucking red flag. Totally. Straight up. Totally. Um, abusive behavior, um, not just physical, like someone doesn't have to be like leaving bruises on you mm-hmm. for it to be abusive. I mean, if someone is belittling you or calling you names Fucking or gaslighting you, feel you inferior, I still don't know what that means. So gaslighting, let me give you a weird example. So this cup is pink, right? Yeah. And I'm going to say, and you're going to say, yeah, the cup is pink. And I'm going to say that cup is fucking blue. And you're going to say, no, it's pink. This cup is fucking blue. And like, I'll tell you it's blue until you believe it. And then you'll be like, the the cup is blue. Like, it's like this weird. That's weird. That would just make me think that you're crazy. Yeah. But like some people mentally will absorb it and be like, maybe I'm wrong. That's weird. Maybe I'm wrong. It's pink. Okay. So that's obviously abusive. It's super abusive. Um, Oh, non-resolution of past relationships. Please elaborate. So (laughs) I thought John's best friend was his ex or that they had had like a thing at one point. And so I thought like, now this isn't a beaut, like I, this wasn't, this was a red flag to me initially because I thought that, so I've met Jess. She's like very nice. And like she and I get along and like, she's really cool. She lives in Florida now. Um, But when we first started dating, John would talk about her a lot. And I swear, like I would be, I wouldn't say like, don't fucking talk about her, but like my head would essentially like snap off my neck. Cause we'd like be in the car and I'd just be like, I just turned my head away from the mic. Sorry. But I'd like turn my head all the way out the window. You to- owled. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, fuck this guy talking about like, you can't resolve your shit with your ex. But also like if you're dating somebody now and they're still entertaining somebody that's like somebody mm, from their past and a serious mm-hmm, person from their past. And it's like, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. We're just friends. Like oh, yeah, no. at least for my situation, they are actually really good friends. Yeah. Um, and they've haven't had like any interaction in a sexy way. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. I think that that's one of those things where it's like, if you're suspicious of their behavior, right. there, there's probably a reason that you're suspicious like, about their behavior. There's nothing like, my phone is always open. John mm-hmm. knows my passwords. I know his password. Well, he doesn't have a password, but I can go through his phone need be, mm-hmm. but I just don't need to. Yeah, totally. Um, 
a dark or secretive past and I added or secrecy in general. So like to me, like secrets are lying. It's the same fucking thing. And also if someone's only telling you part of the truth, that's still a a fucking fucking lie. lie. (laughs) Don't tell me like, Oh, I'm financially stable, but because you have money in the bank, but you also have a hundred K of debt. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, no, um, being super controlling. I dated a guy one time. I've never, I've never dated a Spanish dude before, except this one dude. And I went out into the city with my girlfriends and I had like this little skirt on or whatever. And I must've like, maybe he saw a picture or whatever. And he was like, how dare you fucking wear that without, without me being there. And I saw the text message and I was like, and we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> I've never dated a guy Are like you fucking that. Crazy. But also, I think it's because I'm just... i That's not the type of well, person that's I attract. Me too. Oh, no. Well, you know what I mean? I did attract him, but at the same time, it, I'm not that person to be yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, fuck off. I think that is like a like a Latin American it is. thing. Because like my thing. mom likes to date a lot of... Oh, she's spicy as hell. She's spicy, but she, that's <laughs> her biggest thing. It's like she likes like Spanish guys, but she doesn't like th- that part of their culture. Right. And it's like, listen, bitch. Date a white dude then. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, Significant family and friends don't like your partner. Oh, I, I want to do a whole other episode on this. I do too. Um, there's a reason that they don't like you, motherfucker. Right. They know you better than you know you. John's the only guy that I've dated that my family actively will ask to dinner. Like my dad's the the inviter of dinner. So like if we're going out to eat, my dad used to always be like, like in the past would be like just the four of us, just the four of us. And now Big Rich is like, yeah, you know, we'll go to dinner, the five of us. I'm like, ah, we got an extra person on the guest list. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like if your family and friends are like, yo, or like they don't want to be around that person, like they say, you know, we want to hang out with you, but if so-and-so is going to be there, like, do you mind? Like, like we'll, not. Yeah, we'll just come another time, or are you coming by yourself? That's a big fucking red flag. Like, your friends and family should want to spend time with your significant other mm-hmm. and, like, get to know them and get to know you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you have, like, don't isolate yourself and say, but I love him and we're going to be together and we'd love each other. Yeah. No. Um... And then just being like irresponsible, being immature, being unpredictable. Like, again, I think of those all live in the same town too. Live in the same town and also like I feel like comes with a certain age. And if you're acting that way past a certain age, like grow the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, if somebody is irresponsible, they can decide to be responsible, but you can't decide for them to be responsible. Right. That's the thing. So if you don't like where someone is right now... You can't count on them to change. Right. Um, so in terms of like following like your gut or having intuitive feelings, I feel like you're super intuitive. I'm definitely very intuitive now, but it was, it's something that I feel like I've always felt, um, but I never knew like what it was. I always just thought it was like, you know, I, I can't breathe or like my, I get... I'm going to call it anxiety, but it's not, it isn't really. It's like this energy, this weird bubbly energy, like in my chest that I would get when I feel usually good things happening and then I'll like move toward that. Um, but when we were speaking to Erin Marie, who when talking about um, human design. You'll hear this episode before Erin um, Claire's episode. Erin um, Claire does 
the yeah. human design reading, but that will come, this will come out before that one. Oh, well, you'll hear about it, but we, we do an episode with her on human design and she said, uh, like reading my chart that I feel like a tingling when something is right or wrong. And I never, like I said, I never really gave any attention to that until recently. And for me, I think that that's a form of a flag. It's just internal mm-hmm. and I have to learn how to read that. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say is everyone talks about red flags and usually everyone fucking pushes past them. And then the situation combusts into hellfire and the person who ignored the red flag is getting met with like a lot of shade and side eyes. And like, I told you so, but it's really important to keep your eyes and your body and your mind open to the green flags. Like I always joke around like my little cousin, Julian, he's 16 now. Oh my God. And he was, he used to say, Gui means go Abba Bell. Cause he Aww. couldn't say Isabel, Abba Bell. Um, and I think about that a lot. And green still means fucking go. Yeah. You know, and you have to acknowledge it when that flag is green. So I think that like so many people are so like stubborn and like set in their ways and they're so used to being abused, whatever, like I'm using the word abuse right across spectrum, but they're just so used to ignoring the red flags that they see green flags and they think that's weird. Right. You know what I mean? I have a friend that was like that. So her now husband, when she first started dating him, she was like, he's way too fucking nice. And I was like, bitch, let him be fucking nice to you. What do you mean? Because like we had just gone through like both of us, like through tough breakups. And it was like we were emotional. We had each other and we were leaning on each other and she was ready to start dating. So she starts dating this guy and he was like super great to her. And she's like, "Mm, he's too nice. How do you fucking say that? But I get it. People will like make up red flags. Right. You know what I mean? Like they'll just like literally make them up out of thin air. Yeah, like, I don't like the way he hangs his hat on my jacket holder. Or my favorite is, like, he's not my type. What the fuck are you talking about? I can say that John was not my type when I met him. Like, long hair, big beard, like, tall, thin, you know? I'm like, "Mm." I'm used to, like, these clean-shaven dudes, you know, like, all, like, always in, like, a fucking button-down or some shit. And I was like, you know what? This dude seems like real nice. Mm -hmm. And so when I started hanging out with him, I was like, this dude seems real nice. (laughs) (laughs) Radio voice. Right. And I was just like, dude, I really love this dude. But um, I, too, am guilty of like waiting for the like the red flag to pop up. Like there were so many green flags with John that I would force myself to be like, you stay where you are because he seems like a really good man. But I was always waiting. Yeah. For almost four years in. I'm still waiting. That's to really see. interesting because it, it's like <laughs> no one's like, I want to clarify that nobody's perfect. No shit. So like everybody is going to come with their flaws. I actually had almost this conversation verbatim yesterday with a friend who was talking about, you know, she's like in a difficult spot with in her relationship and whatever. And, um, you know, she, she kept saying like, I ignore all the, I ignored all the flags mm-hmm. and I kept thinking like, okay, so there's always going to have to be compromise in a relationship. Right. It's a matter of what you're willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And that's specific to every single person. Yeah. However, if somebody is making you feel like shit all the time and not being supportive of you, Mm -hmm. those are things that I don't think anybody should compromise on. Right. And if you're like, but it's like if he's leaving his fucking wet towel on the floor, Sometimes, I mean, just pick up the towel. Like, who fucking cares? Right. And I think sometimes, like, if you feel like you're out of sorts with, like, what you want or, like, you feel like your boundaries are being crossed, 
this might sound lame, but write down like what's important to you. Totally. Make and a list. I make, love lists. And me too. And so that you can see it and then be like, this is getting crossed over. This makes me feel this way because mm-hmm. you do this. Like not saying read this list to your significant other, but just so that you have a checklist for yourself to mm-hmm. like check in and be like, oh, in my relationship, all these things are fucking me up mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't need to, you do not need to stay where you are. It's like the episode of Friends where Ross makes the list of comparing Rachel and Julie mm-hmm. and then Rachel finds out about the list. So the key to that strategy is don't let your significant other find, find out the list. Yeah. But this, we're, we're really like talking about relationships right now and I think we, we're like kind of honing in on ro- romantic relationships, but really like this goes into friendships. Oh yeah. This goes into um, career trajectories. Mm-hmm. This goes into family. Holy shit. Yep. Family so hard. Um, oh, just God. because they're your family doesn't mean you have to put up with their shit. My dad and I work together and I've said this before and he and I will butt heads. It's been less, but it came to like a very big eruption of argument because I was like, dude, you cross my boundaries all the time. And like, you know, I just don't want to be spoken down to. If we're partners, yeah. Yeah. don't speak down to me. Right. Just because I'm your kid, the lines get blurred. You totally. Um, and I had to like pull out all the stops and, yeah. and really just like be like, you know what? I'm not happy here. And you don't make me happy. And this environment is unhealthy for me. And I was willing to like give it all up because I'm like, right. I don't fucking care. If about he it. wouldn't change and if give in and change. compromise, Big you Rich, were, were ready to. Big Rich has improved. Good. And like, I love that man. You mm-hmm. know, like, of course. It's my dad. And it is really hard because it's like, as my dad, I fucking love you. And as my boss, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, you're a really tough boss because I'm your kid. Like, right. And you're like good to everybody but he, else. I don't know. I think he would be a tough boss regardless of he whether is. or not you were oh, his kid. Yeah. So, green flags. Uh, I, I, this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you had made this doc. Yeah. And neither one of us had touched it. And then mm-hmm. I stumbled across on the interwebs, like a list of green flags wow. that somebody had posted. And then I sent it to you and then I got inspired and I started filling this out. Um, so this is like the list with some of our <laughs> flair into it. So um, some green flags listens to you talk when you have issues and supports you through them. Mm-hmm. Huge. Super huge. Um stops doing things when you tell them it makes you uncomfortable. I love that. And it's so that's so much based out of respect. It's also um it's I think it's it sounds very simple, but it can be actually quite difficult, oh, especially sure. when like it's a habit in that person. Mm-hmm. Like if they're defensive, they put you down. Or you know, if they nag, they get what they want or whatever. Right. Like this, all of this shit like predates any relationship that you have with that person because all of this stuff is ingrained on them since childhood. Right. And it can be with friends too. Like it doesn't, again, like totally. you said, like if your friend is doing something that's bothering you, like it bothers me when you talk about me this way in front of our friends. Yeah. Like I feel like I have a, I mean, I'm not, a quote unquote friend, um, someone who I've since distanced myself with, but I have a lot of mutual friends with. And it's like that person is notorious for like utilizing you for convenience. Oh. You know, so when their significant other is out of town, they're calling, they're calling, they're calling. Or 
when you have a milestone, they're calling, they're calling their phone because they want to be that supportive milestone friend. Right. We literally call them the milestone friend. No. Because they only show up when it makes them look good. Right. But like on the day to day. Or like if they want to be involved, like there's a party, it's a birthday, it's this, it's right. whatever. It's, it's a, a wedding, it's a celebration. But like, cause they want to say, oh, I was there for that. That's it's funny. all, it's very narcissistic. Yeah. Okay. I just turned a green flag into a red flag. Sorry, Sorry. about that. Agree, back to the green flags. The, um, they compromise. compromise. Yeah. When necessary. Mm-hmm. Huge. <laughs> totally huge. Because compromise is like literally what makes anything work. Do you have like any compromises with your friends? Radio silence. I mean, I, I think like our, my friendships, my close friendships are like constantly evolving. Right. Obviously, because we're all constantly evolving, but like what immediately I think about is like how I have like seven friends that are either just had or about to have their second kids. Mm -hmm. And me, you know, my kid is pretty self-sufficient now. Like he doesn't need a lot. Like I'm not like changing diapers and feeding every three hours. Right. So like, but I also understand that if you have a newborn, you're not going to be as available as I might be used to you being or want you to be. And so like, that's something that like, I know I have to compromise on because you have a child, you just brought a human into this life. Like you're not going to be there at my beck and call. Like I totally get it. And, um, I, I don't know that that's something that everybody can understand Mm -hmm. having not had been in the situation or gone through it with somebody else or, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's hard. It's, it's like, it's literally like one day you're used to talking to someone every day and then one day they're like off your radar or you talk to them half as much as you used to or whatever. I, one of my girlfriends just has two kids. Um, and they're young, I think two and three or two and four. And, uh, like I called her last night and, I was like, hey, because she and I were supposed to have a date, like a phone date two days prior. And she's like, I totally forgot to fucking call you. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I I know that you're busy. I would never be like, pay attention to me and not your babies. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, but there are people that are that hold on to yeah. somebody's um, availability. Right. And then they won't, they will not accept that change is there. And that's why you have to like mold and adapt to your friends. If you love them enough, you're going to like, oh, you're doing this now. For example, with the gym, I have friends that joke around with me. They're like, oh, so the only time I can hang out with you is if we're doing something workout related. I'm like, kind of. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I got moves to make. Yeah. I'm like, if you want to talk to me, you could be a guest on my podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Do you want to be a guest? (laughs) Um, so never puts you down deliberately, especially not in public. Yo, this forever and always, please don't let me watch you and your significant other talk shit to each other. Like in a way that makes people uncomfortable, please. I feel like me and Jesse are guilty of this because we, that's how our interaction is with each other. Like Mm. me and Jesse can be really sarcastic to each other and like, um, I was going to say bitchy. That's probably the right word. We can be pretty bitchy to each other. It's just like how we are. Yeah. And I've said to Jesse before, like, I think we make, we can make people uncomfortable when we act like that in front of them. And he's like, I don't care. All right. All right. Fine. You don't care. Sometimes I care, like depending on who the audience is. Right. But that's just like the way we are. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, he's not being like, you're a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's, 
that to me is like hard, hard, no, you mm-hmm. know, but sometimes we're just like, we just like make fun of each other. Well, it's funny because recently I've had two experiences. Oh, it's back and forth. Right. Recently I've had two experiences where I've said things to like to John, like for example, he was taking a picture. This wasn't our picture. This is two, I thought that was funny. Two different picture experiences. So the first one I was with two girlfriends and we were at a, uh, our friend's birthday and John was right by a speaker. And so he's like, John's a, the worst photo taker in the entire fucking world. Love you, honey. Awful eye. And, (laughs) and, uh, he was taking a picture and the picture was in portrait. And I was like asking him to turn the phone into landscape. So I'm like, honey, can you turn the phone? Babe. But he can't hear me because he's right right by the speaker. So I'm like, honey, turn it 90 degrees. Like, and my friends are like, whoa, I guess maybe the way I said it, and I also know that I'm pretty monotone, so maybe it sounds harsher than it actually is. And John and I both turn around and go, what? Yeah. You know, like we never argue in public. And then the second time was with you and Kayla. Dude, but that was funny because we were, first (laughs) of all, I like really don't like taking pictures. Like I just, I don't know what my problem is. I just don't like it. I just find it to be like. I feel like that's a fucking lie. You have so many pictures on your Instagram. So there's a difference. First of all, I do dread doing photo shoots. Like once I'm there and doing it, it's fine. But I do really dread doing photo shoots. Okay. But when I'm out and everyone's like, take a picture. And then you have to take 15 pictures so that everybody looks good in the pictures. So you can post it on the internet. Like, it just interrupts my vibe. And, like, I don't like it. Okay. But I digress. We were taking a picture. John was taking it. And you were like, honey, can I get a one, two, three? And I <laughs> died because it was just so funny. Like, just a it's just like a fucking funny thing to say. Like, I, I never would have interpreted that as you being rude or whatever. I felt like Kayla might have felt because she was like, whoa. Oh, she said, she? she gave me a whoa. Oh. So I was like, I thought it was I, funny. but I was like, I didn't mean it like. But you a, also said it in a sweet tone. Thank you. Oh, okay, good. I, you were like, honey, can I get a one, two, three? Oh, good. And I, I was just like, Psh, I was like, bitch. maybe I thought I was like saying it worse, but my biggest thing uh, and getting back to the topic at hand, uh, just please don't talk shit to your significant other or like put them down or like you said, like, don't be like, you fucking idiot or yeah. something like that. First of all, I don't speak like that to John in general. Like, That'll never, hash, you know, whatever, never say I ever, do occasionally. I'm not even going to try. Oh, my God. I do. Sometimes I get really fucking frustrated and I'm just like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, period. I, I can't even pretend that I don't do it. But it's not out of, it's out of love. Like, <laughs> it truly is. Sometimes, like, Jesse's got some weird quirks and hangups and stuff. Oh, my God. And, you know, God. I, I, t- I have tough, I'm tough love. Like, that's who I, know I you am. are. I know. I'm tough love. So, like, if you're not going to call the moving company and get a quote or call the restaurant and get a reservation when you're doing literally everything or else. call the doctor's office and make yourself a goddamn appointment. He has a weird thing about the phone. He doesn't like to talk on the phone, mm. not to me, but like he doesn't like to call strangers on the phone. And so like the other day he tells me, Oh, I'm going to swing by the doctor's office and make an appointment. I'm like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're going to waste 20 minutes to drive to the doctor's office, stop in, make an appointment, which they're probably like, like, who the fuck does this anyway? Right. Like, when people stop by my office, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, this could have been an email. An email and <laughs> let me know that you're coming. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. So I was like, people hate that, Jesse. Like, grow a sack and fucking oh get God. on the phone. Like, that's like, that's the kind of interaction that I'll have with Jesse. Sorry, babe. I do love you. <laughs> Another green flag would be they support your ambitions. 100%. I have a lot of very supportive friends. You do. And you family. really do. And my honey. I think my friends are more quietly supportive, but Jesse is like my biggest cheerleader. Oh, yeah. 
He like literally has pom-poms that have my face on them. <laughs> I don't want to know about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> um, uses a calm, rational tone during arguments. I can't speak to this. I like to I don't know anything about boy. this. John and I have the calmest. You too. The two like, of you combined. Your arguments are probably like, why did you do this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Don't do it again. Okay. Well, like you guys, do you even argue? We argue, but you know what? I've been through so much therapy that my arguments are like this. When you do this, it makes me feel this way. If like, I did that to Jesse, he'd be like... Who are you? I... And why? Well, because I know I can take it. Like, first of all, it is in my fucking DNA. Please and thank you. I'm like super spicy. And I know that like if I need to pop off, I can. But when I pop off, it makes me insane. Like it makes me like I want to set shit on fire. Like I don't care. I want to burn this fucking house down. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I can't get to that level. And it helps me with work too because some... Customer As, service, yo, man. Dude, like, fuck everybody. You customers are fucking stupid a lot of the time. All of the time. But, you know, it helps me because I can, like, just slow my brain down and be like, okay, so. That's a very useful skill. Yeah. I'm. Thank God I have it. It's, so during the zombie apocalypse, you're going to be the negotiator. Right. I can definitely talk, you know, calmly. You're and also going to have to vet through. our tribe. Like everybody has to get interviewed before they can <laughs> join. And you're going to be the interviewer. You got it. Um, so this one is, is able to apologize when they're in the wrong. And then Issa wrote a note. How long does it take you to apologize? And then in parentheses, I'm not being snarky. I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, because I didn't want to think that you that like you thought I was being facetious or something. I never... You always assume that I'm going to assume the worst, and I never do. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll say something that you read as snarky, and you get upset. Yeah, like, and then bitch. I'm like, no, I never... I'm never <laughs> being snarky. It's always like... I feel... First of all, Jesse apologizes 90% of the time. Okay. Because usually our fights, like I don't typically pick a fight over something stupid. Mm-hmm. Usually I, I'll, when we're fighting, it's over something like valid. Right. Like don't waste your fucking time driving to the doctor's office. You fucked hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but if I am wrong or I'm being irrational, I'll apologize like within a few hours, probably. That's how I am. I'm, I feel like you start out by apologizing. What do you mean? Like your arguments like usually include an apology in them. You're like, I'm sorry, but I feel this way and you need to not do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I can I can see what you're saying. I I'm usually the one apologizing because John is just like really calm and like never does anything wrong. I know. But um I'm more, like I said before, I'm more fiery and like I'll say like wild shit sometimes just in a calm voice and then I'll say I'm sorry that I said that this was fucking stupid, you know, or whatever it is. And, but I, I genuinely mean to apologize because sometimes I get like a little cray cray. And then aids your growth process. I feel like that's also part of like, you know, um, like support, support and, and yeah, supporting your ambitions and listening to you talk and right. And those things, I feel like the green flags are harder to recognize in friendships. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like friendships have different expectations than romantic relationships. Well, I think in friendships, too, it's always, like, the first thing is, like, green flags. Oh, my God, I really like this person. Oh, my God, I really vibe with them. And then as you get to know them, you're like, yeah. fuck, I don't really like you that much. Yeah. This isn't working for me, you know? So it's always, like, a, a, friendships are more honeymoon phase 
right off the bat. Like totally. you meet somebody and you're like, oh my God, we get along so well. Like how did this possibly work? How could, how yeah. could we possibly have found each other? And then like, as it goes on, like, yeah, like, I don't know. You just start to be like, oh, they were talking like this and I don't like it. And it yeah. grows and stems from there. So um, I read a quote that was saying, um, don't sit at any table where you might be the topic of conversation when you get up. Absolutely. Did you post that? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, so I feel like green flags become important to me when I'm like anxious mm-hmm. or I'm feeling unsure. So like, um, Again, I wrote that I want to make clear that no relationship or situation or circumstance is perfect. There's always going to be negative and positive. Always, always, always. For sure. Like we've threatened the lives of our significant others like a time or two. Yeah. Uh, more than a time or two for me. <laughs> like, a time or two this week. Um, <laughs> um, so like, I don't know, for me and Jesse, as an example, I think my instinct in a disagreement mm-hmm is flight. Right. That's my first That's instinct. And I don't, I, I, I attribute it to being a child of divorce, which is like an entirely different episode. Um, but I just feel like, okay, so if me and Jesse are in a big fight, my first instinct is like, how am I going to get the fuck out of here? You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, calm down. This dude, it doesn't get any better. It literally gets, it does not get better than what I have right now. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's also a differentiation between actual red flags and like it just being an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Like life. Right. And like, you're gonna disagree on something. Totally. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But in the disagreements, is this person calling you a turbo cunt? Or are you getting smacked? Yeah. (laughs) Red flag. Or is it jeopardizing your children? Is, are there behaviors that are, you know, jeopardizing your health or the stability of your home or like whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or like your job. Like, I feel like there are people that go to work that are actually like in a mental state that is detrimental to their health because of the toxicity of their job. Right. Find another job. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Look for one while you're in one. I always say like, if I were in a situation like where my workplace was making me so uncomfortable that it was affecting my personal life, if I had to work at Starbucks, I'd work at fucking Starbucks. Right. Like, do whatever you had to do I, until you, you just, could right, keep moving. Right. I mean, I think people's pride and ego gets in the way a yeah, lot. Yeah, for sure. And money, I mean, dang. It gets in the way of seeing red flags and it gets in the way of seeing green flags. Like yeah. ego is huge. We have to do an episode on ego too. I can't wait. <sighs> well, you know, we talk about the green flags and, you know, how they may seem safer in a way, but I... I am, can wholeheartedly say, like, I don't think John is my safe bet. So I don't want it to be like, she's settled because he's just nicer. Well, be, being safe and settling are two different things. Right. But, like, I think that the line is fine there where people are like, he, you know, whatever the reason is, like, oh, he's just so quiet and calm and will never hurt me, so I guess I'll stay here. Right. Like, I don't feel like I guess I'll stay here. I'm like, I want to be here all the time. Right, you know, right. at least that's, like, where I am. Um that's a good distinction. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people also in terms of relationships, like safe can look like 
um, boring, looking good on paper, right? Making oh my a lot God. of money. That I've dated thing. dudes that look good on paper. Ooh. Paper is nothing. I'm not dating them anymore. Burn that paper. Yeah. And like John for me just didn't have any red flags that made me say like, oh, this is going to be trouble. And my green flags for me were more that I meet John at a level of respect that I just have never had with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and John speaks to me and mm-hmm. not at me. I say that all the time mm-hmm. because John has a way of speaking to me where I listen and I absorb and I understand him. Where if anybody else is talking to me, I'm like, stop fucking talking to me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to pay attention to anything you say and it'll always be a combative situation as opposed to me saying like, oh, like you're right. John has a way of just seeping into my brain and saying just think of it this way instead mm-hmm. of telling me what to do he just suggests yeah but I know he's usually right yeah totally so those are like the green flags that help me like where it's constructive and it moves me forward and I also know like he can give me constructive criticism without me wanting to rip his fucking throat out mm-hmm. I don't know why mm-hmm. um, and then he's very articulate and he's very thoughtful in his approach he is he's Jesse very listened to his episode and was like John is so thoughtful. And I was Aww. like, that's, I think that's why he got nervous that people were going to compare. <laughs> no, they're going to be good. Um, but John does not play and he's very straightforward and he doesn't let a lot of people in and he's super loyal. And those are all things that like I wanted from someone. And right. those are my green flags. It was almost yeah. like a checklist. It was like, bing, 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 check I them off. I don't think I, I knew what my green flags were until like after I found them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I always like, I want like, so Jesse is like not really nice to, or he's, he's gotten better with age, but like when I met him in his twenties, like he was kind of a dick to everyone, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't a dick to me, which I liked. That's how John is. You know what I mean? John, it was different. Jesse was an outright dick. Oh, John is just quiet and people can take that as, as being standoffish. Right. Um, but Jesse was like pretty much a dick to everyone, but he always made me feel like the most important person in the world still does right so it's like a secret club I know <laughs> I'm like it makes me feel like cool or something and like if they make you feel I don't know I feel like if they make you feel like obviously that was a special circumstance that we're feeling that we're like oh they're good to us because they care about us or whatever but if if people are like actively making you feel like shit and like you how do I want to say this Sometimes I think that people feel that if they aren't getting treated like shit, then like the attention isn't worth it. And that's something that I think people need to recognize and say like, oh, like they want to go through this roller coaster of emotions. Like that is like not... bad attention is better than no attention yes, type of thing. Yes. Ugh. You know, this is the type of shit like, so I, you are a very patient person. I've been getting that a lot you lately. Are very and I don't feel that way. You are. You're very patient because you listen to people and you um, give good advice and you care. And like, I just have no fucking tolerance for that kind of shit. Like, dude, I've, I've actively said to people like, I don't want to hear about your relationship anymore. Well, you have to, you have to put a, a line down it's, in the sand. I mean, it's just, it's in, it, if I'm going insane, listening to your bullshit, nothing good is coming out of this situation. And as a friend, that's a red flag. Oh, and like, if you can say, if you're saying to somebody like, yo, 
I can't listen to you do this anymore. And also it's like, you want to stay away from that person. That is a red flag. Honey, every time I see my phone ring and it's your name on it and I'm like, get me. Oh, like I just like launch my phone across the room because I'm like, no. Don't have my phone near me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like they can see me. Got really aggressive. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like you have to recognize red flags, energies. We always talk about that. Mm. But you know, just like if this person isn't serving you well, if you feel less than when you're around them, that is a big red flag. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's, that's something that also can be taken into the workplace. Like I, I talk to my mom about this a lot because when you're having a good day at work, everything's great. Right. Like we spend so much time working, but when you're having a bad day at work, everything sucks. Yep. You know what I mean? And like my mom and I, I think this was yesterday, but I don't even remember at this point we're talking about, you know, she was just like not excited about work. And I was like, mom, you got to remember, like this is right now, but tomorrow's going to be different. Next week is going to be different. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be fucking peaches and cream all the time. This morning I get on the phone with this bitch and she's like, oh, I'm in a good place today and da 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 and oh, work good. and this and that. And I'm like, I just wanted to be like, <sighs> what did I say? Like, no, no, um, you were right. No, like, acknowledgement. I feel like she acknowledged it in saying, <laughs> Abby's optic nerve just snapped from rolling her eyes so hard. <laughs> I was just like, you know... Yesterday, it's like one of those things where you say, just remember that like, uh, this too shall pass. And then them being like, but it's not going to pass because this and that and blah, 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 blah. And then it passes and they're like, so it passed. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, it did. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a little you. off track. It's but, okay. You know. we'll, we'll reel it back in right now. So, um, I actually made a note here because I don't think I give, I think you're like we said in the beginning, like you're way more intuitive and I don't think I give any flags enough of a chance to even like heed them. You know what I mean? No. Like you were giving me all of the green flags when we first met and I was like, nah, until you were like, we are going to be friends. And then I was like, okay. (laughs) And now look at us living happily ever after. Yeah. But that's, I feel like that's also part of your personality where it's not just going to be like, like I'm, for example, I'm a hugger. I don't care if I've never met you before. I'm like, hi. And like, just like my arms have this like weird lifting mechanism <laughs> that just like pop my arms open. But that's just how I am as a person. I want you to feel like welcome and like always like you can be safe around me. I love to hug. Like here, put your head on my boobies. Like whatever. <laughs> no one's head is going on your small, I know. short, not small, short boobies. Oh yeah. Someone have to real bend, yeah, bend down yeah. real low. But you know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I just feel like that's your process as a person. Like where that's different than I feel like it's like I have this like wall that you have to like I'm gonna make you climb over. Yep, <laughs> shrimp over. Shrimp. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but once we were friends and it was like green light. Yeah, like green flags yeah. where it was like oh I can just talk to her and I can just. I know, but is that me putting out a red flag? No, I think it's like a yellow flag where you're like yo Ooh, proceed with caution. Down. Yeah. Ooh, which is allowed. That's a whole nother category. That's of flags. a whole nother. Uh, Proceed with trepidation. Celebration, a yellow flag day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think we get the point. Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm looking forward to talking about something similar, but with friendship breakups, because yeah. we got a lot of pull on a yeah. friendship breakup poll. 
Yeah, poll. I thought you said poll. I did say poll. We got a lot of poll on the poll. Yeah, a lot of people want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. We'll do that one next. Um, but all, all in all being said, I think the moral of the story yeah. is to like listen to that instinct, like listen to those pings, especially in a situation where you could potentially be putting yourself in danger. Right. But in a more day-to-day basis, we've heard too many, we've heard too many stories where guys don't fucking meet someone at their home after you met them on the internet. Internet dating is scary enough. That's what I'm saying. So the most important thing for me is... It should be a daytime date. There should be no alcohol involved. Meet them at the library. Like, (laughs) do all of the, like... Go get a pumpkin spice latte. I'm a big advocate now. Yeah, tis the season. I mean... But I'm a big advocate now for... Do what you can that... Like, what you can control, control. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't just like, you know, it's totally. not just like a chance happening. I'm like, I just happened to walk up these front stairs and there he was behind the door. No, like control things to a point where it keeps you safe. Mm-hmm. And once you feel okay, then move forward mm-hmm. in any way, in like any relationship, any work thing, you know, and similarly to you, you protect yourself until you're like, okay, I'll crack this door open a little bit and I'll mm-hmm. let it in a little. So take care of yourselves. Heed the flags, y'all. Heed the flags, especially the green ones. Don't discount the green flags, guys. Right. So important. Don't quit on a relationship because you're, you have trepidation about that person being too nice or too fun or whatever. Like right. they could potentially be a or really too good supportive. Person. Yeah. You know, like you can't be too much of those things. No. Unle- I mean, I guess you could be like an obsessive weirdo, but you'll, you'll see that. You'll notice that, I think. Oh my God. What's that TV show with that guy? Oh, I know you know what I'm talking about. about. Fuck with Penn Badgley or whatever his name is. Damn it! Is his name Penn Badgley? I don't know. You, you, you. Yeah, with Peach. Peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name in real life? She's so fucking pretty. I don't know. She's really pretty. Uh, Shay Mitchell is her name. Okay. Don't be you. Don't be be you, but don't be be the TV show you. Yeah. We love you guys so much. I know. We got to wrap this shit up. We're like... Uh, we're starting to ramble. Um, so you can find us on Instagram, Wanna Buy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, which we're not very active on, Wanna Buy Pod. Um, should we even continue with Twitter? No. Okay. Fuck Twitter. Um, Facebook is Wanna Vibe. The private Facebook group is Wanna Vibe Tribe. Yeah. Um, Add yourself. is Isabel Louise underscore. I'm the Balanced Rebel. Wannavibe.com. Rate, review, subscribe. We're not going to bother listing all Why? of the Don't do it. It's just too much now. Find iTunes is the one somehow. that matters, guys. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. <laughs> I can't help it. TC. I oh, love you guys. Bye. Bye.